This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. My sermon title for today, my lesson title is Opportunity for Importunity. Opportunity for Importunity opportunity for importunity. My main thrust for today is hope against hope. Hope against hope. Turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16. It reads this way. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let me read that again. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That means help is available whenever you need it. When you need help, help is on the way. You can go boldly to the throne of grace over and over and over and over again, as often as you want to, as often as you need to. It means you have a right to be there. In essence, you've been given the golden ticket. You have a golden ticket. You have an invitation to come boldly to the throne of grace and the scripture says to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That golden ticket, that invitation as it were, is your opportunity or, or time for you to seize opportunity for importunity, to persistently have an audience with God and your persistence traumatizes the devil. <laughs> your persistence traumatizes the devil. The scripture again says, let us therefore come boldly, boldly. You have a right to be there. So come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Listen, I don't know about you, but I know I need them every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every nanosecond of every day. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. DFC, I've already taught you about faith to attain, obtain, retain, maintain, and sustain. So let me give you a refresher. Obtain. Obtain means to come into possession of, to get, to acquire, to procure, to get hold of, to get one's hands on, to have, to inherit, to receive, to seize, to accumulate, to get blessed with, and to be endowed 
with. Come boldly to the throne of grace so that you can get hold of, so that you can seize mercy. Here's the definition of mercy. Mercy is God's steadfast loyalty. God's steadfast loyalty. According to Matthew, I guess it's pronounced Smaltz, in his book, Mercy Matters, he said that mercy is a love that responds to human need in an unexpected or unmerited way. Let me say that again, because that's real good. He said that mercy is a love that responds to human need in an unexpected or an unmerited way. At its core, mercy is forgiven. Ooh, this is getting good. This is getting good. This is getting juicy. Come on. We go to the throne. We're invited. We have an opportunity. We have an invitation. We have a golden ticket to come to the throne boldly. We can do it over and over and over as often as we need to so that our faith is anchored. We can go as often as we need to go to obtain mercy. Then it says, and find grace in the time of need. When you need it, it's available to you. Find means to discover, to uncover, to expose, or to unwrap. To discover, to uncover, to expose, to unwrap. You never know what's in the gift or the present if you don't unwrap it. Grace is the unmerited favor of God toward man. Unmerited. We didn't even deserve it. How many know that God is more faithful to us than we are to him? He blesses us with blessings that we don't even deserve. Not at all. He's just good that way. Grace is free and it's undeserved help from God. Help when we don't deserve help, he still comes to our rescue. Grace also has reference to clemency, forbearance, equitableness from God. Come on, from God. Not that we deserved it. We didn't even deserve it. Y'all know we didn't deserve it. But God is so faithful to us. He gives it to us anyway. We already know that God is not only a promise giver, but he's a promise keeper. Come on. He's a promise giver and a promise keeper. Some of us have been traumatized and marked with pain from our past because people made promises to us and then they went back on their word. But God is not a man that he should lie. God is a promise giver and a promise keeper keeper. Therefore, you are to reject impatience and frustration. You are to reject impatience and frustration. Refuse it. It's not from God. So you're under no obligation whatsoever to accept it. If it doesn't come from God, you can reject it. You do not have to accept it. 
Impatience will cause you to think that it's just not going to happen or, or that the help that you need is just not going to come or maybe we're not going to come out of this crisis. That's what impatience will do. Because it didn't come when you wanted it to, because it didn't come quick enough, you, you begin to trip out in your mind and you begin to think that it was never going to happen and that you're not going to come out of this crisis and we're going to live like this forever. And the devil is a lie. You got to reject impatience. And when frustration begins to build, it pushes you to throw in the towel. Well, child of God, I'm here today to throw it right on back. I'm throwing a towel right on back at you. I'm not going to let you throw in the towel. Don't do it, Miss Seely. Don't do it. I won't let you quit. Reject impatience and reject frustration. I'm talking to somebody today. I need you to know that this is not the time for you to lose hope. Don't lose hope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't lose hope. Please know that it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Psalm number 27 stanza 14 in the New King James Version says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. At Destiny Faith Church, we've already learned what that word shall means. S-H-A-L-L. -L. It means no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Waiting is not always easy. <laughs> it's just not. Waiting is just not easy all the time. But you can do it. You can. You really can. It's not easy. And all the time we don't want to. But you can do it. There's a song that says, I don't mind waiting, I don't mind waiting, I don't mind waiting on the Lord. So I used to sing it and I'd just be in the shower singing the song. Then I thought about it. I was like, well, wait now, I do mind waiting. <laughs> to be honest with you, I do. I had to stop singing it because I was telling a big old story. I do mind waiting. I do. The reality of it is I do mind waiting and I don't like it. But my truth is, I can do it and I am doing it. Come on, you can do it too. The scripture says, I can do all things through, not the stuff that I want to do and like to do, all things, the stuff that I don't want to do. I don't want to wait. I want, my, I want it now. I want things to change now. I want the crisis to be over now, but I can wait. And I will wait because God gives me the strength. Wait, I say on the Lord. He's going to give me courage and he's going to give me strength to endure. Come on. I can, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Get a revelation. In crisis, Christ is strengthening you. May I remind you that God is not only a promise giver, but he's a promise keeper. You can bank on it. If he said it, he's going to do it. Hebrews chapter 
six verses 13 to about 18 or 20 ish and the message translation reads this way when god made his promise to abraham he backed it to the hilt i love it when god made his promise to abraham he backed it to the hilt putting his own reputation on the line he said i i promise i'll bless you with Everything I have, bless and bless and bless. Man, doesn't that sound like our Heavenly Father? He backs it to the hill when he promised to bless. He said he would back it with everything that he has. Bless and bless and bless. And Abraham stuck it out. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. When people make promises. They guarantee them by appeal to some authority above them. That's why you hear people say, I swear to God, they're trying to make an appeal to an authority that is above them so that if there's any question that they'll make good on their promise, that authority will back them up. Are you listening to me? When God wanted to guarantee his promises, he gave his word. A rock solid guarantee God cannot break his word. Get a revelation right there. Romans chapter 5 verses 3 through 5 in the King James Version says, We glory in tribulations. Knowing the reason why we can glory in tribulations because we know something. We know something that the world doesn't know. The world don't know what we know. We know something. Therefore, we glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience. And experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Isn't that good news? In Romans chapter four, verse eight, Paul is writing about Abraham who hoped against hope or who against hope believed in hope. And we'll say it this way, hoped against hope who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. So here's my definition of hope. Hope is a firm, unwavering expectation based upon the credibility of the source. You consider the source and then you consider the source based upon the credibility of the source. Because God is not a man that he should lie. We should always, and I mean always, have unshakable hope in God. God is our credible source. So we can always hope against hope. Can I say that again? God is our credible source. So we should always, I mean always, hope against hope. Hope against hope means to continue to hope, although the outcome looks bleak. 
continuing to hope, although the outcome looks bleak. Hope against hope is facing the uncertainties and seeming impossibilities with firm, unwavering expectation because God is our credible source. Come on, would you just say that out loud? Say, God is my credible source. Oh, yes, he is. In crisis, when the natural eyes are enormous, don't lose your grip. Don't lose your grip. Hold on and hope against hope. Hold on to your hope. Hold on to God. Hold on just a little while longer. Help is on the way. If my mama was on here and she was helping me preach, she would say, hold on to God's unchanging hands. People flip and flip the script and change, but God is immutable the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you can hold on to God's unchanging hand. Come on, hold on to your hope. Hold on to God. Hold on just a little while longer. Help is on the way. Now, see, listen, the devil wants to defame your mind and, and trigger hopelessness, trigger hopelessness. But this is what you got to do. You've got to put and keep him under your feet. Put the devil, that's where he belongs, under your feet. Put him under your feet and keep him under your feet and then advance to the place of depending on and trusting God, even in and especially in not knowing positions in the midst of crisis. That's when we trust God. We could depend on God. We used to sing in the old church, through the storm, through the rain, through the sickness, through pain. You can depend, you can depend. You can depend on God. Come on, don't let the devil defame your mind like that and have you hopeless. It's time for you to hope against hope. So what happens when you lose hope? I'm almost finished. I'm going to let you go in a few minutes. What, what happens when you lose hope? When you let the devil defame your mind, you get into impatience and frustration, you let go of your grip of hope on God, you let go of your grip, now you're not hoping against hope. What happens when you lose hope? You lose courage. You become timid. In timidity or in fear. Listen, in fear, Rior. Are you getting a revelation? You lose your courage. You let the devil call your bluff. You don't use the name of Jesus. This is what happens when you lose hope. You don't even call the name Jesus. Do you understand? He has given us a name above every other name, including the name of that virus that I ain't even calling the name no more because I'm, I'm sick of hearing the name and I'm not saying the name again because that doesn't have any authority. It has to bow to the name of Jesus. When you lose hope, you lose your courage. You get in, intimidated. You get in, in, in timidity. You get inferior. You let the devil call your bluff. 
You let the devil back you up. Come on. Then you're not using the name of Jesus. You're not using um, the delegated authority given to you by Christ. You're not using the blood. Come on. When you lose hope, you let the devil call your bluff. You don't use the name of Jesus. You don't use your authority. You don't use the blood of Jesus. You follow the path of least resistance. I don't want to make nobody nervous. I don't want to be too loud. I don't want to testify. I don't want to say that that's a name that has to bow to the name of Jesus. Listen, I'm not letting the devil back me up. I trust God. Come in here. It's time for you to hope against hope. Come on. When you lose hope, you you lose your courage. Um, you, you follow the path of least resistance. You become miserable. And check this out. You become miserable to be around. <laughs> you become miserable. Then you're miserable to be around. You forget who you are. You forget who you are. Remember Simba and the Lion King? He, he forgot who he was. He, he had forgotten. He had gotten so intimidated. He had gotten so hopeless. He forgot who he was. He was the king of the jungle eating slugs and bugs from under a rock when he should have been eating an impala and wildebeest and antelopes. Come on. He was the king, the Lion King. But he let the devil call his bluff. He forgot who he was. And then listen, this is what happens when you lose hope. You forget whose you are. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.